All right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Has been a while since I've done one of these solo things. Solo. You know, you know. Okay, typically for me, they're not as fun, obviously, as like when I have other people on the show with me. But I still enjoy doing them every now and then. Or like, I mainly try to save them for when I actually have stuff to talk about on the show, to say the least. Uh, and if you're listening to this, uh, I decided on this solo episode, I talk all about my uh, my bear hunt. Shit, yeah. So I went bear hunting, as you might have seen me post about. I went bear hunting. And, you know, I figured I'd just record, like, my kind of recollection of what all went down because, you know, different parts of the story, of course, I'll I'll probably forget over time and being able to go back and, like, listen to this will definitely help a little bit. Oh, yeah. Episode 94. 94, by the way. Woohoo. Uh, if you listen to any of the other solo episodes, you know that, well, I don't usually drink on these episodes, and today, not breaking from that, you know, just the water for today, it is like four in the afternoon on a Sunday when I'm deciding to record this thing, but, so yeah, pretty much this whole episode is going to be me talking about the bear hunt, so if that's not something you're interested in, then this episode might not be for you, so, obviously, I'll say this, uh, I... So I've been hunting like pretty much my whole life. I mean, I, I first started uh, hunting deer when I was about 10 years old, I think, 10 years old. And I will say that hunting in general is not something I'm like as hardcore about as like people who have been on the show. I do en- I do enjoy it though. But like I'm not one of those people who like goes and sits in the woods for multiple days of the week. You know, I'm just a seasonal guy. Like this year, I'm probably only going to go probably deer and turkey hunting, besides for the bear hunt. And uh, no deer hunting, I sit in the stand for maybe a day or two. Turkey hunting also like a day or two. So maximally hunting like usually like four or five days out of the year. That's pretty much it. So I wouldn't even call myself like overly dedicated as like some other people on the show like, the most dedicated person I can think of would be, like, uh, Cade Spilty. Cade Spilty, he's dedicated as fuck. He obviously runs Wilderness Tactics. He's been on the show, and he spends so much time in the woods. I'm like, what the fuck? But I'm not like that. But anyways, so I finally went, I went bear hunting. I went bear hunting. Early September. I forget the exact date I went up. I'm recording this mid to late September, by the way. And, uh, well, so... As far as, like, getting a bear tag, like, the only reason I got my bear tag was cause of, because of my dad. So, for those of you that don't know, uh, to get a bear tag in Wisconsin, I forget, it takes, like, 10 years. So, you can't just, like, go bear hunting in Wisconsin whenever you want. It's only, like, a 10-year thing. So, like, right when I was 10, right when I started hunting, uh, my dad started putting in for this tag for me, I think, and I'm just kind of going out, I don't really know exactly how it works, but like I, the way I, th- I think it works is that like every year you can put in to get points. Every year you get a point towards like a bear tag. And after you get like nine or 10 points is when like you start being, you start getting close to being able to actually go on a hunt. So the actual uh, hunt took 10 years for me to go on. So like if you're listening to this and you want to go on a, a bear hunt someday, 
Start putting in now because if you're my age, you're 20, 21, you're, you won't be able to go until you're 30, 31. Otherwise, you have to like go out of state up to like Canada or some crazy shit. But that gets really expensive. So, yeah, I'm still staying in Wisconsin. So, I first drew my tag. Oh, it was a while ago. I first got my bear tag probably spring-ish of this past year. And... Like, when I first got it, my dad was like, oh, you got a tag. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't really think much of it, but I didn't really even start getting, like, excited about it until, like, a week or two before I had to leave. And, like, yeah, it was kind of nerve-wracking because, like, I'd never been on... That, this was definitely going to be the biggest hunt that I had ever been on, that's for sure. Because, like, obviously, I've only shot deer, turkeys, you know, nothing nothing crazy. I never really got, like, a big hunting trip. So yeah, once we started getting close, and once we started getting like close to the day we would have to leave, so I really started having to like focus on it. I really didn't even start like focusing on the hunt until like a week before. Uh, as far as like selecting what I was going to use on the hunt, you know, I could have used pretty much whatever I wanted. Uh, the choices were like bow, uh, crossbow, shotgun, or rifle. So I didn't go with bow because obviously I don't, I don't have a bow. And if I would have wanted to use that, I would have had to start like bought my own bow and then started like training with it for like months in advance. So I didn't do that. My dad does have a crossbow and that was a possibility, but I decided against that because listen, when I'm going in the woods with a fucking bear, I am not taking any chances whatsoever. No chances whatsoever. My idea was, I was like, let's get in there. Let's blast the fuck out of this thing and get out. So that that's kind of what I wanted to do. So it was either shotgun or rifle. And shotgun was going to be like 12, 20 gauge slug. So initially I was leaning towards that. But then I, I started thinking about it and like, okay, if I'm using the shotgun, I got to be much closer. And the rifle, well, the rifle was more like, I felt like it was like more versatile where if I had to shoot something that was like 15 yards away, I could, but I could also shoot something that was like 50 yards away. No problem. So I leaned more towards the rifle, which is what I used. And then there was a decision on what rifle I wanted to use. So usually when I am deer hunting, I have this uh, 308 rifle that I use, which 308 would have done the job perfectly well, but I decided to go with the biggest rifle that I have in the house and that's the seven mag now if you're listening to this and you haven't like if you don't know that just like google seven mag bullet and you'll see you can see how big it is but it's a bigger round so I was like yeah let's use that I'm gonna no chances whatsoever I was like let's get let's go in the, like I said before let's go in there let's blast the fuck out of this thing and get it done I'm not taking any chances so we started uh, like a week before I had to go. We went out to this one place and we started uh, to practice shooting the gun. And I shot it at a target about like 40 yards away. And not going to lie, my first few shots were not <laughs> that good. And we only had like f- like a handful of of bullets to help me get this thing uh, excited in. So I shot those. They, were, they weren't bad. All of them were going to get the job done, but they were like, kind of spaced out where I was like oh fuck (laughs) especially from that range I was like well what the fuck 
So after that, my dad took the gun up to a friend of his place, and he shot it there in a vice so he could hold the gun perfectly still. And then it was dead center. So we knew the gun was on. So then it was it was my fault that the, the gun wasn't like hitting the target dead center. So I was like, oh, fuck. Got to figure that out in the field. <laughs> so that was pretty much the extent of my training going into it. And I didn't really spend months beforehand, you know, get sighting in one day and going back and doing it again. No, no, no. I really just, I really just did it like a week out. And so as far as like other preparations, so, you know, when we go on these hunting trips, we buy like the most, the worst, like health wise food that you could possibly get, which makes it, makes a trip enjoyable. Not going to lie. Uh, so lots of candy, lots of all that other shit, lots of captain, Lots of captain, uh, some whiskey, lots of beer. Uh, my my favorite, my go to snack is uh, oatmeal cream pies. Those are the fucking best. And if you don't like them, you have a problem. Because those those are the fucking best. Got to get the big pack though. So like they're like, it's kind of like the difference between like Oreo and like double like the regular Oreos and then double stuffed. Like you got to get the big ones, obviously. So I got the big ones. I had like so many of those in the trip, but. Otherwise, like, so on the trip, I went up with my dad, uh, my uncle Bruce, and my cousin Kyle. Now, my cousin Kyle, he also had a tag, and he he's about, uh, let's see, he is like three or four years older than me, I think, if I did that right, the math in my head. No, he's not. He's like two years older than me. What the fuck am I thinking? He's two years, he's two years older than me. Two years older than me, and he just got his tag, too. And then my dad and my uncle came up to kind of help uh, help us on the trip throughout the whole thing. Because, obviously, if you've been down here, you know that my, my dad has shot a bear before. You've seen the thing on the wall. And then my uncle has also shot, bear before, shot bears before. So they kind of knew what was up, so they just came up to help. So, as far as, like like where we were going to stay. So we, uh, we rented a, uh, a condo, which was the good choice to make. The condo was actually really nice. It had no Wi-Fi, even though we we're in the middle of nowhere, which is pretty much all I needed. Cause I still needed to do like some school stuff when I was up there. But so we rented this condo. It was nice. Uh, otherwise we would have had to stay at the camp. So as far as like where it was, the, the camp with the place where I hunted. It was up near, uh, if, you, if you look this up, because it's in the middle of nowhere. If you even heard of these places, I'll be like, what the fuck? How do you even know where that place exists? It's in between like Cable, Wisconsin and uh, Drummond, Wisconsin. So it's like two little towns. It's kind of in between that. There's a lot of like land where a lot of bears are there. So yeah, like I said, the condo was nice, but like, the camp, so we went to this place owned by this older uh, couple, Wright and Shirley. Wright and Shirley, they're like, I think they're in their 80s, I believe. And they've been running this camp for, for forever. And they just have this nice little house up there where in the basement, they have lots of cots where people stay. But when I was up there because of COVID, like no one really stays in the house anymore. So everyone else brought like campers and shit like that. So everyone else was outside. And like, 
so the camp was actually pretty nice. Like we'd go there, we'd get, Shirley would cook some food for us and we'd have plenty of snacks there and whatnot. But there were also a lot of other people up at the camp. A guy from McFarland was up there. Uh, a couple guys that like live kind of near like Coachman's uh, were also at, at that camp. And so some interesting people to to say the least. So it wasn't like it was just me and my cousin. So uh, the other people, <laughs> they were some interesting people uh, from all over the place. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to describe them. We'll get into some more stories in a little bit, but like they were interesting. And my first introduction was we pulled up to the camp and uh, I had packed some of those uh, Bud Light hard sodas and hop out, take a hard soda, and we all just go sit in the porch and talk to uh, Wright and Shirley. Now, Wright and Shirley are, I'll, I'll go more in depth on this later, but they are an, such an interesting couple that I'll have to talk more on their dynamic in a little bit. But they just started telling us all these like these stories and whatnot about what to expect. Well, first thing we did was we drew for Bates. That's the first thing we did. So essentially, right, the guy who like basically started the whole thing. We're all hunting on like public land, okay? And he's got all of these like I think it was like 16 baits just spread out throughout this public land, like not close to each other. Like a lot of them are far apart. Like some of the baits were up to were miles and miles away from camp, just in like off of off of roads, you know, just in the middle of nowhere. So we get up there and he has some uh, baits that are set up for bow hunters and others that are set up for gun hunters. And most people I was up there with, were, I think we're actually using guns. So I was in that pile on the, the first bait that I drew out of the cup was Joe's bait. And talking to them, that bait had seized a lot of bears. So I was excited. And then initially my cousin, Kyle, he drew, uh, the rail bait, but, uh, right. Uh, spoke up against that since my cousin was using a shotgun and put him on an on a different bait called uh H. So that's how we drew the baits and uh yeah, so the baits are basically like stumps that are my at least for Joe's bait was like 30 yards away and they just fill those fuckers up with candy and shit for the bears. And it was interesting cuz you know just just seeing like the they right bring out a bag and he just fill it with like popcorn and fucking cookies and like those little like heart shaped candies you get for Valentine's Day, just bags of those and just dump it in a stump. Oh, <laughs> it was interesting. It was interesting. So that first night we we drew baits and then Wright was basically just walking us through the whole thing. You know where to aim, where to aim on the bear. Uh, for the gun, it was like right behind the shoulder, right in the middle. Those those bears, they're they're really fat, so you can you can't really see. They have so much fat and hair that like you can't tell where like the the top of the bear is, where like, the bottom of the bear is. You just got to aim right for the middle, right behind the shoulder. And Wright was uh, telling us these stories, you know, about what to do, what not to do, and uh, <laughs> oh, one thing is that like to cover our scent because these bears can smell so fucking good is. We had to spray, we had to bring bottles of like vanilla to spray all over the place. So we would bring vanilla and like when we get up in our stands, we'd like spray the trees around us and like spray our stands 
our stand and then spray like our boots. And that would like cover our scent from these fucking bears. We'd also spray it on the bait too. And that vanilla basically just, if the bears smell it, they knew it was just time to eat. So they'd, they'd come in. So okay, I, I wrote down all my, so I've, to, to remember all this shit, I wrote down a bunch of notes I'm trying to follow here. Okay. So like I said, I drew uh, Joe's bait and that first night, like back at the condo, I was pretty nervous because I didn't know. It's one of those things like you're nervous because you don't know what to expect. <laughs> like I, I've listened to, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I tried to on bear hunting, but like, you know, you can only watch so much. Be like, ah, fuck that. And yeah, so I, I didn't know what to expect. So it took me a while to fall asleep that first night. But I remember that f- the first night, the first morning waking up, you know, taking a quick shower, hopping in the truck and going down to, uh, to rights. Also, I will say this, the, the, it was, we were so in the middle of nowhere that like the road, one of the roads we had to go on was, we didn't even think it was a road. Like we were plugging in this address into Google maps and it was taking us down this one way and it said to keep going straight. We were looking straight and it was the smallest little gravel road. So I shit you not, like this road was barely wide enough to fit my dad's truck in it and we're going down it and there's so many fucking bumps. Like what, what the hell is going on? Like, imagine, like, the smallest, shittiest road you could possibly think of, and Google Maps was telling us to go down that. What? That's how you knew you're in the in the absolute middle of nowhere is when Google Maps is telling you to basically drive over a pile of rocks. <laughs> so, the first night, we, the first morning, we get up, go over to Wright and Shirley's. They got breakfast. You know, I'm a big fan of the blueberry muffins, and she had some blueberry muffins laid out. Oh, my God. They were good. But... I was pretty much ready to go. We got there at like six. I was ready to go. And Wright had to take us all out in uh, different groups because we were all going, obviously going to different spots. So I was sitting there just waiting to get ready. This other guy, uh, Dan, who was another guy in our group, and he, Dan was so nervous to go out bear hunting that he was basically throwing up the whole morning until he got to his stand. Like I was sitting there at camp you know, trying to focus, pay attention to shit, and Dan is over in the corner, like, throwing up, basically, the whole time, I'm like, oh, my God, and everyone else seemed a little tense, too, everyone was really quiet, I was like, oh, boy, this might get interesting, so, Wright starts taking people out, and I was, like, actually one of the last people to go out, I think, so I didn't actually get to my stand until, like, 7.30-ish, it was pretty late, the sun was already up, you know, as far as when I go out, like, deer hunting, you try to get in your stand, like, before the sun comes up, but, bear hunting no it was there <laughs> i was in my stand you know it was perfectly light out i was like oh this is interesting so <laughs> so right throw takes me to joe's bait and it's off this little road and we walk through the woods a little bit and uh as far as like i don't usually sit in like ladder stands so i was real ne- i don't like heights and going up that ladder stand, ladder stands always freak me out. But right throws down the bait, and then I I get all set up, and then spray some vanilla, and then I'm good to go. And I just sat there waiting. And that first day, that first day was actually super relaxing, super relaxing. Like, like that was probably one of my favorite things about that first day was that like you no know, doing school and all that, going to work. It's also chaotic, but then just to go in the woods 
and just sit down and not like have to move or do anything for a whole day. Oh, it was nice. So, but in the morning, so I get in Joe's stand. I'm sitting there. My bait's probably like 30 yards away. And I'm in like a part of the woods where like the woods is kind of all around me. So it's not like I can see any further than like between me and the bait. There's trees all around me. And uh, I'm sitting there for a couple hours. Getting kind of tired because I've been up since like 4.30, I think. And all of a sudden I look up and there's a fucking bear standing there. And I'm like... Oh fuck, it's a bear. <laughs> that was the fir- my dad said that was the first thing I was gonna think of when I saw a bear because I I'd, I'd never seen a bear in the wild. And it's 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 wild. It's fucking weird. So I'm sitting there, I'm almost like half asleep, and I look up and there's a bear sitting there. And you know when you think of like a bear, they're pretty big. You think of like oh they'll make a lot of noise when they come in. They'll they'll be loud, but these bear are dead silent. You do not hear them ever come in. Like, you'd think, like, oh, it's a 200-pound animal. You'll hear it walking through the woods. No, never, never. Like, I ne- of all the bears I saw on this trip, I never heard one come in, ever. Like, you just look up, and they'd be standing there, which was creepy. But, <laughs> so this, this bear is just, it's standing right in front of me, and I'm like, oh, shit, I, I don't move. This thing walks up to the stump, and just watching, like, this bear, this was the one that had had a cool, like, white patch on the front of it. And just watching this bear at this stump, like, watching, like, a bear sit down, kind of like how a dog sits down, like, push over a stump and just start eating. It was it was really fascinating to see, having, like, never seen that in the wild before. So I was just sitting there taking it all in. And, like, if I was, I think I managed to sneak my phone out. I was taking some videos of it. And maybe if you were snapping me at that time, I sent you some videos. And it was just wild because people who knew I was going bear hunting, they were like, oh, fuck, you're actually, it's a bear. Yeah, it was wild. But the first one I saw, I knew it was too small, especially for like the first morning. I was like, okay, if I, if I see that one, like day five or six, like I'm going to be blasted, but not the first morning. I wasn't going to do it then. Also, if you didn't know, uh, shooting a, uh, a mother bear with cubs is illegal, is illegal. So you can't like shoot a mother bear. And like the, the bear you shoot has to measure a specific length from like the the nose to the tail to be legal I, th- I think it's like 41 inches or so so like but that's really not that big of a bear like imagine like 41 inches you could probably pick that up with two hands so yeah I and then also <laughs> the night night before we went out when, we, when I first got to camp right was telling us these stories about oh you know if those cubs and the mama bear come in snap like a stick or something to scare them away because <laughs> If the cubs get below you and like say the mama bear were to like bark or something, that's like tells the cubs to go up the nearest tree because there's danger nearby. And if one of those cubs like came up your tree and was above you in the tree and that mama bear saw you in the tree, like in between her and her cub, she would come up and try to fucking attack you. (laughs) So, I mean, this is kind of scary to hear that first day we're out. We're like, oh, we're going to be actually in the, in the woods with these things. This was actually, this was scary to hear when we first got out there, but he kind of had to tell us that. But, oh, and I know like my, my cousin Kyle, that first day, he had like a bunch of cubs, maybe the first or second day, he had a bunch of cubs sitting at the bottom of his stand, just walking around. He kept trying to scare them away and they did not move an inch. And he was kind of, I think he was a little nervous because like 
you couldn't see the mama bear anywhere. He couldn't see the mama bear anywhere. She's like, where the fuck is this thing? Because if, if these if these little cubs try to come up my tree, he didn't know what the fuck he was going to do. <laughs> so, so yeah, back to where I was telling stories. So my first day, I see that one bear with the, the white patch. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was really weird to see. And then I actually didn't see another bear until much, much later. And, uh, this was the most relaxing part. We're like, okay, that first bear went away. And like, I knew, like, you kind of know how bear move. Like most of them aren't out in like the middle of the day. They mostly come out in the morning or at night, like late afternoon ish. So like, I knew like once we got to be like around noon, that like, okay, well, I had to eat, obviously. You can't sit still the whole time. So I like, I had a sandwich and like some hot sticks and cheese and like an oatmeal cream pie. I was sitting in the, in the sun. It was like one of those really nice days where it's like, I think it was upper 60s, maybe low 70s, where it's just perfect outside. And you're just sitting there in the, in the warm sun eating a sandwich with nothing else to do but just sit there for a, a much longer. Oh, it was so relaxing. And like around like after I ate my sandwich and that, I I brought to my AirPods, so I threw those in. I listened to like a podcast and listened to a little bit of music. And then, yeah, just hung out there. It was so relaxing. <laughs> and then it got to be like three in the afternoon. I was like, okay, got to focus up. Took my AirPods out, got, got all situated for another long sit. And I just started sitting again. And then, you know, just waiting a long time, you know, just, and the sun was... It, it was nice and warm and I was almost falling asleep again until about like five ish. When I was to look up and there's another fucking bear. Now this one I saw was definitely a little bigger than the other one, but I, I was having a hard time judging the size of these bear because like they tell you, okay, it has to be this length or like they show you pictures and like you expect them to say, okay, that's a small bear that like the big ones will look absolutely fucking massive. But I, I, I couldn't tell. It was so hard to judge the size of these bears that, like, I saw the second one obviously was a little bigger than the first one, but I still didn't want to shoot it because I didn't know, like, oh, is that a legal bear? It was still, like, kind of iffy for me, so I was like, eh, I'm not going to shoot that one. That bear came in, left, and then sat there for a little bit, and then it started to get a little darker out, and then that the first bear I saw, it came back, the one with the white patch, and I was sitting there, oh, it's the white patch bear again and I'm not going to shoot this guy that that bear the with the white patch just sat on that bait for like I swear it was like 30 it felt like 30 minutes to an hour and you know it was just so interesting to watch these bears because you know watching a deer it's not as interesting but like watching these bears kind of walk around and how they act it was so cool and then it started getting darker and darker out and uh, this bear was still on the bait and all of a sudden it started getting the, the, the bear on the bait with the white patch just suddenly like picked its head up and looked behind me in the woods, like right behind me. And it's, it's dark. It's starting to get really dark out. The bear looks behind me in the woods, turns around and just runs away. I'm like, Oh fuck. Cause I, the, where that, the way the bear acted that just ran away, it acted like it just saw a fucking, fucking Bigfoot standing behind me. <laughs> It just took off sprinting. I'm like, oh, fuck, what's behind me? So I'm sitting there, and, you know, the sun, I forget what time the sun set, but I knew the season, the, the not the season, the, the hunting closed at, like, 7.45-ish or something like that. 
So like by the time it got like 7.45, it was damn near pitch blackout. And it was like 7.20 when, or 7.15 when that one bear just ran away. And then all of a sudden, like I see the shadow of this huge, of this nice bear walk right below my stand to the bait. And it was so dark out, like I couldn't even, okay, I knew, I knew it was a bigger bear based off how the other bear reacted. And, but it was the first day and I still was having a hard time judging the size of these things. So I didn't want to shoot it. So this bigger bear comes in and it goes, sits on the bait and it's so dark out. I can't even, I, I really couldn't even see through my scope. You're just like seeing shadows at this point. And it was getting closer and closer to, to like pitch blackout. And I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> I still have to get out of here. And this, this bear is sitting on the bait. And okay, so I'm sitting in my stand and the, the bait is 30 yards away. But the trail I have to use to get out is in between me and the bait. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I do not want to have to get down in the woods with this bear sitting right next to me. So I, like, grab a stick near me and, like, snap it to make a noise. The bear doesn't fucking budge an inch. And I was like, oh, shit. This is not going to be good. <laughs> and this thing is just staring me down. doesn't give a fuck. It's, eat- it's eating the bait. Looking up at me going, ah, fuck that guy. And, and so I, I it's getting so dark out and I, I wasn't that the best at paying attention to the trail when I walked in. So like I I knew the direction, but like I did not feel like getting lost in the woods. So I just said, oh, fuck, I'm just going to get down right next to the bear. So I just stand up. I just start getting down and I see the bear slowly kind of turn and like walk away as I'm as I'm getting down. I'm like, oh, fuck. So then I, I start walking on this trail and it is literally like pitch blackout, like pitch blackout. I can't see shit. And somehow I find my way to the road. Okay. I, I, I will say I did stay on the trail most of the way, but as soon as I could like see the road through the trees and I wasn't sure where the trail went, I was like, fuck it. I just walk straight to the, to the road through the, through the trees and I get to the road and it is pitch fucking blackness in the middle of the woods. There's now when I say I'm, if you've ever been up north this far, you know, there's no lights around. There's no there's no house down the road. It is pitch black. There's nothing. So I'm just standing there next to the road. And of course I have my my parents and I have Life 360. And my dad's gonna come pick me up. And so I check Life 360 and he is like 20 minutes away. I'm like, oh fuck. And this was my least favorite part of this whole trip was sitting next to that road in the pitch black where I know there's bears behind me in the woods. I know they're back there because I just saw them like 15 minutes ago. And I also know there's wolves in these woods, <laughs> fucking wolves. Cause years ago when my uncle shot one, he shot his bear and they couldn't find it that night. So they went back in the morning and like his bear had been torn up by wolves. So I know they're out there. I know they're out there and I'm like, Oh fuck. And I'm just sitting there looking at my phone, waiting for them to get there. I did not like that at all. So finally they show up, I hop in the car, and uh, the truck I mean, and thank God my, my uncle hands me a Captain and Coke uh, as soon as we pull up, which was greatly appreciated. So we go back to camp, and uh, we start talking about the hunt, and uh, only one other guy got a bear, he got it with a bow, uh, It was just, and once I saw that bear... Like I was having a hard, as I said before, I was having a hard time judging the size of these things. So I saw that bear that that guy shot and I looked at how like, 
how big it was, and it was above the legal limit. So once I saw that, I was like, okay, I know what a legal bear is now. Now I'm not I'm not scared to blast. <laughs> so and we start telling these stories. And this one uh, this one girl who was at the camp, uh, her name's Ashley, and she was uh, she was hunting with I think it was her boyfriend or husband I forget, uh, but Ashley was a little nervous about going going in the woods by herself, so she had her boyfriend or husband sit with her. And that first day, they had a bear, a mama bear that had, like, only had, like, three legs, came and, like, charged their tree <laughs> while they were sitting there. <laughs> so that scared the fuck out of her. <laughs> scared the fuck out of her. But I know that it, they, it, took a, it took them a couple days to convince her to go in the woods by herself. But <laughs> I remember that... A couple days later, once they convinced her to go in the woods by herself, when they were driving her to her bait, a, a wolf crossed the road right in front of them. <laughs> and they knew that Ashley was scared. And they, she goes, oh, what was that? And they go, oh, that was a deer. They just lied to her. <laughs> so they want to scare her about not going in the in the woods. But <laughs> So after that first day, back to camp, sharing stories, whatnot, sitting around having Captain and Cokes. And then uh, we start talking about the next day's plans. And the plan that Wright told me was that I was going to go sit Joe's bait again in the morning and then I'd probably sit somewhere else since the in the afternoon since the wind was going to change. So just like the night before, we know we, we eat dinner at Wright and Shirley's. And then we uh, they take us, we go, uh, we go back to the condo. And in the morning I head back out into the woods, you know, about the same time that I did the day before. I baited up myself this time, which that was wild. Having to go up to the, the stump where the bears had been eating, tip the stump back over, fill it up with bait, spray vanilla, head back up in this stand. Ooh. Bears kind of creep me out, not going to lie. I don't fuck with them. But, so, I was in the stand, and back in the same spot I was the day before, and I saw that bear with a white spot come in, but I was like, hey, I'm not going to shoot him. And that was pretty much it for, like, the morning, and I was just sitting there fucking around head back in no one else shot a bear that morning but uh we take some lunch reconvene and then go home i take a nap or i think i took a nap maybe i just like sat in the couch i think i just sat in the couch uh but in the afternoon uh Wright decides that i'm gonna go sit a different bait the the other bait the bait i was gonna sit now is called the rail the rail and uh, that was the bait that originally my cousin had drew first, but since he had a shotgun, they switched him up. And, you know, the thing with Wright and Shirley, like, Wright always said that, like, all of his baits are good. He had he had cameras at every single one of them. He had, he had pictures of bears at every single bait. So it's not like, it's not like if you chose one bait over another that you were really, like, missing a big opportunity. But, like, like obviously they had different bears coming in. And uh, Wright told me that at the rail where I was going to sit, that they don't have as many bears as were at Joe's, the stand I was sitting before, but the bears that come into the rail are bigger bears. So I was like, hell yeah, let's do that. So they take me out to this bait, or Wright does, and uh, it was the I think it was the furthest bait away from camp. It was a good like 20-minute drive between camp and the bait. So right takes me out there. I get all set up. This the, the rail is definitely like more open. Like I can like I see the bait like thirty yards, but I can see back a couple hundred yards, like way deep into the woods. I can see far away. Okay, and I get up there. You know, I'm just hanging out in the stand, 
And all of a sudden, and then the first bear I saw in that stand was like 30 minutes into the hunt. And this bear, the other bears kind of crept in, but this bear that came in just kind of sprinted into the bait. Sprinted in, like came in like full speed, knocked over the stump, ate like a couple mouthfuls, and then sprinted off again into the woods. And it was like a decently sized bear, but I it was it was in and out so so quick I couldn't even got a shot off at it. So after that, I just kind of sat there perfectly still because, and the wind was, the wind was howling that day. <laughs> the wind was howling that day. Like my, my, uh, my stand was just, and the tree I was on was just blowing all over the place, which is also kind of creepy. I don't like, tre- I don't like tree stands that way. Mm. But did have a harness on me, so I wouldn't fall out. But, uh, as it starts to get more close to dark, you know, I really haven't seen anything since then. I've been sitting there for like four hours at this point. And finally, right as it starts getting closer to dark, I look to my right and there's a fucking bear standing there. And originally I didn't even think it was that big of a bear. Like, like I heard stories like, oh, like I said before, like when you see a little bear, you expect like the, the bigger ones to be so much bigger where you're like, oh, fuck. But when I saw this bear, I didn't even think it was like a monster. I just I just knew when I saw it, I was like, okay, that's a bigger bear than I've seen so far. And the ones I've se- I saw before, I knew were legal. So I was like, okay, I'm going to shoot that one. So I slowly, and it's off to my right, okay? And my gun is like, so on each of these uh, tree stands, they have like a bar that comes down in front of you. So like you can like rest your gun on that. My bar was laying, my gun was laying across this bar. So I take my gun off, off of the, the rail. And as I do that, the stand creaks. And this bear that was to my right, it was walking towards the bait. It just stops, just stops right where it's at and just stares me down. And I was like, oh fuck. And I didn't move an inch. And this bear is sta- like staring me down, just like not moving, just looking at me. And so I just slowly move to my right and get the gun up. And this bear is like just staring at me. And it's it's got to be like 40 yards away, I'd say. And I get the gun up, uh, put my crosshair right behind the shoulder, and there's some leaves in the way between me and the bear. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I'll just shoot through the leaves. Fuck it. <laughs> and I can see this bear. So it's got like, it's standing there, facing, his head is towards the left, and it's on the right side of me. And I see this bear. It has its like front left paw kind of picked up. And it's like slowly starting to move its front left paw back. So I feel like if I move too much or anything like that, that it was just going to turn around and run away and I lose my chance. So I was sitting there and I just slowly get the gun up, tug the, put the crosshair right behind the shoulder in the line of the leaves. And since I knew like, I w- like when I was sighting in the gun like the week before, I was getting too jerky on my triggers. Like when I'd start pulling the trigger, I'd like, jerk it too hard and that little jerk would pull my would pull my aim off and I'd miss where I was aiming so what I did this time is I just I slowly really slowly squeezed the trigger so like the shot would surprise me so I just held the the sights right on it and I didn't move and I just slowly started squeezing so that the shot would completely surprise me and I remember I was sitting there just aiming at it and all of a sudden boom gun fires I, I like I like the shot. I know I, I rack another round in. This bear takes off running. It disappears 
over some logs like 50 yards away and then and then just starts doing the death moan so if you hit a bear right in the in the right spot uh like say like in the lungs or whatnot and they start to die they start moaning in the woods it is kind of creepy like if you look it up on youtube look up uh bear death moan and you can listen to that and it is an eerie sound but as soon as you i did that i knew like this bear was dead because the right the guide he had told me that uh when you shoot a bear or he told my dad like anytime you hear the death moan like they're dead they're dead like they're he's never had a bear do the death moan where uh they survived after that all right i'm back sorry i had to take a quick quick break there everyone in the middle of the story but i'm back so i'm trying to think of where i left off uh so i shoot the bear bear runs off into the distance like it's like 20 yards out of my sight hear the death moan i know it's down and it's getting dark out. I'm like, oh, I got a bear. Woohoo. So I call camp. I call camp. I call my dad. And the service out there was so sketchy. He All he heard me say was, uh, bring the stretcher. So when they when they shoot a bear, how they usually get it out of the woods is they have this old stretcher and you just throw the bear on there and you just carry it out. So right, uh, my dad and my uncle, they come out and go look for the bear and we see it. And my my dad has all this recorded of me and Wright going up to the bear. And, okay, like I said before, like, I had a hard time judging size. I just knew this was a bigger bear than the ones I just saw. But as soon as, like, right size, like, oh, that's a nice one. Apparently, I, as I learned when we were walking up on it, I shot a really nice bear. Like, a really nice one. And they had the stretcher with them, and Wright was like, we're going to need to go get the four-wheeler. My bear, my bear was too big for them to carry it out. So... We gather our things, head back to Wright's uh, Jeep, and head back to camp. And uh, as we're like, uh, as we were near like my bear, we get two other calls. Uh, the guy who Dan, who had been throwing up, he shot one. Another guy, I think his name was Chad, he shot one. And oh, three bears down in one night. It was that was it was a great time. So we head back to camp. We regroup. We head out to get. Uh, <laughs> my bear first since it was like the first from camp and we grabbed the four-wheeler and I don't know how like we made it through the woods with that four-wheeler like imagine like a really thick forest and then just trying to fit like a four-wheeler with a sled on the back of it through all that shit and somehow right did it and we make it back to my bear it's like oh it, and yeah it was it was a nice bear my dad he uh he got it out for me thank you to him for that because I hate gutting out anything, but I have done it before. Uh, the one thing that really was weird to me is that when we were gutting the bear, uh, it didn't smell bad at all. Like, you know, if, if you shot a deer, like, you start gutting those things, it smells fucking horrible. Uh, the bear didn't smell bad at all. It didn't even smell at all. Like, it was nothing. <laughs> so we get the bear, gut it out, throw it in the sled, drive it back to the truck, throw it in the back of the truck, and... Yeah, we start heading back to another guy. We help him grab his bear. And then we head back to camp. And we're like, oh, start hanging out. You know, I didn't actually have any Captain and Cokes that night because I had to take pictures later with the bear. And uh, I didn't want to look too fucked up in the pictures. So we get back to camp. And uh, yeah, I'm just double-checking my notes to make sure I didn't leave out anything. Uh, they do the other two bears first where they, like, they uh, skin them out. 
and weigh them and all that. And uh, after that, we got to my bear. We didn't get to my bear until about midnight. And took took all the pictures with the bear. If you've seen any pictures of me with my bear, it was taken around midnight. Uh, then immediately after that, they hung it up and tried to weigh it. it was, my bear was so heavy, it almost broke the table it was sitting on. We had to um, somehow hook up the weight system like a little differently. It was weird. But the the dressed weight, so the weight without all the guts and stuff inside, it was 330 pounds. But right, the guide, he said that like the actual weight, as it was in the woods, was about 400 pounds. So that's what I've been telling people, 400 pounds. I should have 400 pounder, which that's nice. Like a 200 pounder is nice. A 200 pounder is nice, but I, I managed to get one that was 400. So it was very, very, very cool to get that one. People keep telling me it's a once in a lifetime bear, which hopefully I can get one <laughs> that size again someday, someday. So Oh God, where was I? Oh, like when you shoot a bear, uh, you have to decide like what you want to have done with it. Like, obviously we're going to keep the meat, obviously, but like, do I want like a mount or what, what all do I want? And going into this hunt, I said, I wanted two things. I wanted, uh, the skull of the bear. <laughs> I wanted the skull and I wanted the stir stick. Now, if you don't know what the stir stick is, uh, the male bears, all male bears have a bone in their cock, like a physical bone. And a lot of people, when they shoot a bear, they'll cut it out and they'll use it to like stir drinks. So you can look forward to that. It's the newest addition to the studio. As soon as I get it all cleaned up, we'll have a stir stick here. The bone out of the cock of my bear. <laughs> yeah, I know it's fucking stupid, but we'll have it here. But since I shot that nice one, uh, my dad says we ha I have to get it a full mount. So there'll be like a full like half mount, half mount. I don't know if I'll put it in the studio, maybe out in the living room near the other bear. But like there'll be a half mount. And I'm getting the skull on a European with uh, the, the claws all around the skull. And then the stir stick. And then, yeah, then we'll have a lot of meat. I don't know what I'm going to do with all the meat yet, but we have it <laughs> laying around. <laughs> Bear meat, eh, it tastes it tastes fine. It's not like anything super special where like you taste it and you're just like, oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. It tastes somewhat similar to venison, somewhat. Mm. But yeah, so that was pretty much the bear hunt. But like after I shot my bear, we were still I shot my bear on September 9th, which I believe that was a Thursday, and we were still up there till at least Sunday. So I just spent the rest of my days there just hanging out at camp, drinking Captain and Cokes, getting fucked up every day. And that's what I did, just waiting for a call to come in about someone else shooting a bear, we can go help. But the rest of the time, no one else shot a bear. So I was just sitting there, hanging out, eating like bear sandwiches that Shirley made. <laughs> and yeah, it was overall just, it was a great time. Yeah, I would, and I would say I would definitely go on the trip again. Absolutely. And I would recommend it to people because it was definitely the most interesting hunt I've ever been on. That's for sure. Like shooting that bear was so much fun. I, it, it was just, a, it was a great time. Now, the one thing I did want to comment on was like the dynamic of Wright and Shirley, which is the most, one of the most interesting parts of the trip. It's like, obviously, okay. So in my family, like my dad, big into hunting, my mom doesn't have any part in it. My mom 
doesn't even like to like when she's eating the venison she doesn't even like to think about the hunts like she can't she doesn't do any of that shit but like Wright and Shirley they were both equally into it it seems like just as much as the other <laughs> as each other so like it was weird seeing Wright and Shirley helping to cut up bears <laughs> it was so interesting could you imagine like okay like your dad shoots a bear but then it, your mom helps skin it out and is like cutting fat off the bear. Like what the fuck? It was such an interesting dynamic between those two. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting to see, but yeah, they were both, they're both in the bear hunting and I think they spend like half their year up at this camp and then the other half at uh, another house they have, I think it's near like Oshkosh area. But yeah, they're, they're they're very interesting people, and you can tell that the running the bear camp definitely keeps them keeps them young because, yeah, it was they were in their eighties and were running around all over the place, and Wright had been out for months, but maybe like weeks, 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 maybe months, I don't know beforehand, you know, getting the bait set up and all that stuff. So, yeah, you could tell that they love to do that. You could tell they love to do that. But like I said, you know, I spent the rest of the time drinking Captain and Pepsi's. Wait for someone to shoot one. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I found interesting is that there's this one uh, father-daughter combo who were up there, and the daughter was about 12 years old. And <laughs> the gun she was using to shoot the bear was like a scar, <laughs> like a FN scar. And if you if if you play any video games, or you know what kind of gun that is, or if you don't look it up, scar spelled S-C-A-R, FN scar. And she was using that to shoot to shoot a bear. I was like, holy fuck, that's like that's an entire fucking assault rifle, like like a combat rifle. I don't even know what you want to call it. But <laughs> it was calibered in three oh eight and that thing was sick. It was a sick gun. But yeah, that, that that same little girl had like one of the nights she was sitting alone for a while in the woods and that one night she was sitting there and she, there was a bear like circling her in like the woods outside of uh outside of the camp not not, not the camp outside of the like where she where her bait was just circling her like she'd see it dart like between the trees when that then i would be so fucking scared if i was 12 years old and i saw this big bear just kind of like circling (laughs) but yeah it was it was a great time and my cousin he didn't shoot one that week when we were up there but the next weekend, he went back up and he shot one the first night. So he also got one. Uh, I don't know how the others did. I think that that Ashley girl who was a little scared at first, I think she shot one, but I don't think they found it. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good time. So eventually, at some point, probably in year three, you'll see there's another bear added to the studio, and you'll see the you'll see the stir stick. What I think I'll do is I'll have the stir stick there, and like I'll use to stir my drinks. Obviously, like the, the it's just, it's just, it'll just be bone. It'll be completely cleaned off. So it's like nothing to worry about there. But like, I'll just have it sitting there. People will see me stir my drink with it. If, and if someone else has had to stir those with theirs with it, I'll wait till they sit down on the mics. So I'll be like, you know what that is, right? I'll be like, what? I, go, I got sorry to tell you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was, it was a great time. Definitely the most interesting hunt I've ever been on. And, uh, I think my, uh, my brother, he's probably going to go up there in a few years here. I know right and surely they're always pretty booked out. I think they're booked out for two years, I think. 
because Wright really like you can tell that Wright like really cares about like stuff he's getting set up, and yeah, it was just a lot of fun. And ooh, and and like like a week ago, week and a half ago, uh, we took the bare ribs and we smoked them on a Traeger. That was good. That was good because the the bare ribs were like a foot and a half long. Like the foot and a half long ribs, and we're just chomping on them. Oh, it was good. It was very good. <laughs> yeah, but ooh, that's that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty much it for the bear hunt. That's about it. So, one last thing I want to talk about before the show ends, more related to the show actually, because I did take a break in the middle of this podcast, as you could tell, to run and do something real quick. But the raw time. I think we're we're just over an hour in a solo episode. This is probably the longest solo episode I think I've ever done. But <laughs> now we're going to actually talk about the show for like a quick minute or two here. So if you're obviously if you're listening to this solo episode, you're obviously a dedicated fan of the show or you listen to a lot of episodes, I think. Uh, but as far as like we're getting close to the end of year two. And by the time you hear this, I will hopefully have recorded... Uh, throughout the rest of the year. That's the plan, at least. But uh, as far as, like, changes going into year three, year three, uh, obviously you'll see me post about this a lot more once it starts happening, but you can kind of, since you listen to this whole thing, I'll give you kind of a sneak peek. So going into year three, my my well, my goal for, like, year one and year two was at the end of year two, get to 100 episodes. That was the big goal, like this whole entire show was like, let's see how long we can go. We get to 100 episodes, woohoo. And I'm recording 94 right now. I already have recorded 95 and 96, 97, probably next week I'm going to be recording. And yeah, so we're for sure going to hit 100. And it, it wasn't certain when I was at 30. It wasn't certain when I was at 75. And but we're here. We're here. So... Once I hit episode 100, that was the big goal. I think I'm, it's going to become a lot more relaxed. So, obviously, listen to the show. You used to an episode coming out, like, every Friday. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spice it up a little bit, okay? Here's what we're probably going to do. For year three, I'm probably going to release every episode within a month of it being recorded. At, le- at, the, ver- at the max. Because I don't like how, like, I record an episode now. Then I got to wait, like, two months for it to come out. Then, like, things that were relevant when I record are not relevant anymore. That kind of sucks. So, I would love it if like every episode recorded comes out like within two weeks. So that might mean like, you know, one week we'll have two episodes come out, but then you might not see one for like two more weeks, stuff like that. You know, I just want to, and I promise that all episodes I record and upload of the show will be the same quality or better as they have been in the past. I never want to like, you know, because. Obviously, year three, I will have graduated MATC, and we're working towards other things, so I'll be a little bit more busy in that regard. So if I committed to doing another year of an episode every week, I feel like I'd get so caught up and so busy, I wouldn't have time to record, and then that mean a lot more like, sh- I don't want to call them shitty episodes, but like episodes that are up to the quality that I want them to be. So I don't know. I'll try to get 50 episodes in year three. That's obviously something I'd want to do. But like if my year gets so crazy, I might only get 25 out. I might get 30 out. I, might get, I have no idea. I could even get 60 out. could even get 70 out. I have no idea. So it's really just going to be me recording whenever I can, whenever I'm free. Because 
obviously, if you're if you're really close friends with me while I've been recording these episodes, it's that sometimes I have to miss other things while I record. But like I've missed out on like some of these trips my family takes up to Green Lake sometimes because I'm like, oh shit, I got two episodes to record this weekend. Well, yes, I did the recording of the episodes was probably more fun than the lake would have been. Like I'd like to take more time out to do those other things. So going into year three, I'll record as much as I can, but other things are going to start to take more priority over the show. But I still will promise you that every episode that comes out will be to the same quality and we'll try to keep this show going as long as we can. Uh, But yeah, that's pretty much the goal. So you'll see that announced probably early year three where I'll be like, yep, I'll record as many as I can put them out whenever I can, but maybe you'll see more, maybe you'll see less, but I promise it'll still be as good or better of a show as it has been. So that's pretty much that. That's, I think that's that's definitely the longest solo episode I've ever recorded. So I hope you all enjoyed hearing about the bear hunt. You know, I had a lot of fun doing it. Definitely the trip of the year for me. You know, anyone's talked to me, I talk about the bear and yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And if you're ever thinking about going on one, I highly suggest, Highly suggest you do even like I was like, I know I'm trying to get like Brady into hunting and all that, but like it is a lot more fun than like you think it's going to be, especially like the hanging out with people. Like I enjoy obviously hanging out with the people I'm hunting with more than like the actual hunting itself. I'd say (laughs) like when we go deer hunting, you know, we head up Friday, Friday night, we just hang out, get shit faced. (laughs) head back, you know, do hunting the next day, that night get shit-faced, you know, it's, and it, it's a lot of fun, the same reason I like ice fishing a lot, just hanging out with people, having a lot of fun, so, everything about trying it, you know, give her a try, fuck it, anyways, everyone, this has been episode 94 of Code 1030, episode 94, thank you for listening, this is Code 1030, we are out.